One of the funnest things to do, as sometimes as a basketball fan, is overreact to a small sample size. And on today's episode, we're going to have some overreactions to the six undefeated teams so far in the NBA and the teams that have gone winless so far in the NBA. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central, your number one spot for everything basketball-related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes. Make sure you guys are following the channel at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get to the content. So I want to talk about the undefeated team so far in the NBA and just kind of some of the observations from them. Not really overreactions. I may have overstated that a little bit in the intro, but just kind of evaluations and kind of looking at the teams that have undefeated so far. And why, right? So you have the Orlando Magic, surprisingly enough, that are undefeated in the Eastern Conference so far. Um, and this is a team that I think a lot of people have seen the um, the potential in the Orlando Magic. Still a very flawed team, right? I just want to be clear on that. And, you know, I don't expect this team to really make a lot of noise. Now, that could change, right? We'll see. But so far, they have wins over Houston and Portland, two teams that are absolutely struggling. And we'll actually talk about those teams. Those are two of the teams that have gone winless so far. But they do have Franz Wagner and Cole Anthony leading the team in scoring thus far. Now, the Orlando Magic, the, the schedule so far hasn't been extremely tough for them by any stretch of the imagination. I don't know too many people who would say or even allude to the Orlando Magic having a tough season so far, right? But when you look at some of the things that have just gone into it, right? Franz Wagner's averaging 21 points per game. Cole Anthony, fresh off his new deal, averaging 19 points per game. But kind of some of the, the, the players that you expect to be more, like, uh, so far, Paolo Benchero is only averaging three, uh, 13 points per game. That is what it is on 31 minutes per game. Uh, while uh, Wendell Carter is averaging eight and a half rebounds per game, he's only averaging like eight points per game on top of that. Um, you know, and that's with him starting in getting 26 minutes per game as well. Listen, the Orlando Magic are a team that absolutely are, are probably going to have some upsets, some tough wins um, on the season. But I, I don't really think that this undefeated, them going undefeated so far really means anything, which is not what I can say about the next team, and that is the Indiana Pacers. This is a team that I had on my list of a team that absolutely can disrupt the middle of the pack in the Eastern Conference. If this was going to be a team looking to really make their move um, into a next, into the, the next tier of kind of being that playoff team, not just fighting for playoff contention. I think the Indiana Pacers are really going to be trying to fight for a top six uh, seed when it's all said and done, when you look at it, they have wins over the Wizards and Cavs, um, and Cavs being a team that was a playoff team last year. We know the Wizards, they're a team that's probably going to win some more games than what people are expecting as well, just with their offensive firepower. But the thing that really has stand out about the Indiana Pacers so far, third in the NBA in overall scoring, uh, uh, in, uh, I'm sorry, in overall shooting percentage, right? They're first in three-pointers made and three-point percentage so far. They have the second highest point, point differential, and they're averaging the most points per game in the NBA so far at 135 points per game. The Indiana Pacers are a team that I expected to definitely win a lot of games this season. I don't know. Uh, that offensive kick is it's probably not going to maintain for them, right? It's kind of hard to average that many points per game over the course of a full season. But when you look at it, Tyrese Halliburton, 20 points per game and 12 assists per game is Tyrese Halliburton chipping in, as well as a block per game. Tyrese Halliburton is absolutely balling out. And then you look at uh, the other players kind of rounding out their, their scoring. They're really balanced after that. You got Aaron Naismith, Miles Turner, Benedict Matherick, and Bruce, Bruce Brown all averaging over at or over 15 points per game. And that type of scoring attack, when you have players and you can go that deep into getting quality scoring from that team, 
Listen, that is a team that's going to be hard uh, to beat. Listen, and, and listen, I didn't even mention Jalen Smith averaging 13 points per game coming off the bench for them, aver- a- averaging 13 four and two as far as uh, that when it comes down to it. Like, he is balling out. I'm sorry. He's averaging 13 points per game, seven rebounds, 1.5 assists coming off the bench as a big for that team. That's that's huge numbers there and averaging, I think, almost a block per game. Then you go to Buddy Hill, who may end up being moved or whatnot. He's also averaging 12 points per game uh, for that team as well. So, again, balanced scoring with that team. Obi Toppin really hasn't played a lot of minutes for them so far, hasn't really had some of the impact that some people, I think, would have expected from them to have. But overall, hundred over 130 points per game they're averaging, albeit through two games. But listen, they're also not a slouch defensively. And that's also something that you definitely want to look at with that team is that they aren't uh, terrible defensively, right? When, so, you know, the Indiana Pacers have a very tough team. They have a tough uh, a team that fights on both sides of the ball. They're right at the middle of the pack as far as uh, opponents' field goal percentage. So you expect that to keep up with just the toughness and edge and well-coached team that they are. Really like the Indiana Pacers and the run that they've gone on so far this season. Definitely wanted to take some time out talking about that. Next up, the Boston Celtics, right? Uh, they got wins over the Miami Heat and Knicks, both playoff teams from last year. Tatum, Kristaps, and Derek Wright averaging over 20 points per game. And then you got um, uh, Brown, Jalen Brown averaging 19 points per game for this team. And we already knew that the, the, the Boston Celtics are a team that were trying to come in. Uh, what they've added and, and you know into that team and been able to bring, bring about is going to be a team that we expect to be towards the top of the East, right? So them being undefeated at this point, with who they played may be a little bit of a surprise, but really not overall because we know what the Boston Celtics can be, right? They're fourth in the league in rebounding and just competing well um, on, on both sides of the ball. So those are things that you really want to look at. Some of the things also with the Boston Celtics, they right now are a top 10 defense in the NBA. You know, they're only uh, averaging allowing 105 points, 107 points per game, which you may say, hey, that's that puts you at, in the top 10. Yeah, because you got teams that are averaging allowing 125 points per game multiple uh, so far on this young part of the season but again Boston Celtics you expect their names to be here next up the Denver Nuggets the defending champions they have wins over the Lakers Grizz and Thunder uh, uh so solid wins from them even though the Grizz are one of the teams that are winless so far they have the most efficient offense in the league so far Jokic is averaging almost a triple double at uh 26 points 13 rebounds and right at eight, around eight assists per game is Jokic averaging so far on this young part of the season and the Denver Nuggets are a team that you, you, you expect to be there, right? Mainly continuity. Yeah, they lost a couple of pieces from that championship team. But overall, as long as uh, Jokic and Murray is going to be there, you throw in Aaron Gordon as well, who plays an extremely good role for them coming off that, uh, you know, being being the kind of guy who just the glue guy on that team is what Aaron Gordon has t- turned into and rounded out to. And so this team is another team that's definitely contributing. You got Michael Porter Jr., who's averaging 28 minutes per game. He's played on all three games so far. He's averaging, like I said, 13.7 points per game. He's also averaging 11 rebounds per game is Michael Porter Jr. So, listen, this team understands how to sacrifice. They understand how to play together. And they're a team where continuity is absolutely paying off. And we're seeing them, if this continues for them, they may be an even more refined offense than what they were last year. Now let's get to some of the surprising um, undefeated team so far. The Pelicans wins over the Grizzlies and Knicks so far. Zion and, and Ingram both averaging over 20 points per game. CJ McCollum's not too far from them on that. And the key thing with this one is Zion Williamson and not in porn stars, but Zion Williamson is just, he's back. And a healthy Zion is a dangerous, dangerous boy. And so we're seeing that with Zion as well. 
what he's coming in and being able to give to this uh, to this New Orleans Pelicans team is what they need. And we've always known when Zion is fully healthy, when this Pelican team in general is fully healthy, I'm not necessarily saying that they are a championship caliber team quite yet, right? But they are a team that you definitely can see going far in the playoffs and making a deep run at it. Um, and again, they start off the season e- extremely solid when you look at Zion so far. 30 minutes per game he's averaging. He's averaging 23.5 points per game, six rebounds, 2.5 assists per game. You expect that block number to be a little bit higher for him. It's not really yet. And Ingram averaging 22.5 points per game on seven rebounds and almost five assists per game. And then you got McCullum with his 18 points per game, six and a half rebounds per game. Like, I mean, sorry, six and a half assists per game. Um, so listen, this team is is playing really well. Kind of limiting turnovers. They've had a, a game in, or so there where they really uh, where they gave up a bunch uh, where they had a bunch of turnovers. But overall, this is another balanced team, right? Outside of those top three, you still got uh, Herb Jones and uh, Jonas both averaging double digit points per game. Listen, I don't know if the team has the depth to go on a deep playoff run. We'll see how that rounds out over the course of the season. But healthy Zion, man, if they can keep Zion healthy this full season. It's going to be a fun season to watch New Orleans Pelicans uh, basketball for sure. And then last thing, rolling out the undefeated teams is the Dallas Mavericks, who wins over the Spurs and the Nets so far. They're averaging the second most points per game in the league at 125.4. So, you know, listen, the Dallas Mavericks, we know that they're a team that could potentially score, right? The bigger question is for them, as far as the Dallas Mavericks, is when they face teams that can ratchet it up defensively, how is Luka and Kyrie going to respond to that, right? So those are the things that you're looking at from the Dallas Mavericks. But again, we know that the Mavericks do have talent, right? They also added some decent uh, players uh, over the course of the season. And, you know, Luka's being Luka right now. Luka's averaging through two games, 41 points per game, 11 rebounds, and eight and a half assists per game. That's hard to stop. You got Kyrie averaging 19 and a half points per game, six rebounds, I'm sorry, six assists, four and a half rebounds. And then you do have other players stepping up. Tim Hardaway Jr. right now coming off the bench, averaging 18 points per game. Derek Lively, their rookie there, who I really like a lot on this team, he's averaging 12.5 points per game, six rebounds and one block per game as a rookie, and he's not fouling a lot, only averaging two fouls per game. And we know with, with young bigs, it's really they usually foul a lot. Again, it's the young part of the season, but you're looking up in those areas. So Grant Williams also on this team, averaging 11 points per game, six rebounds uh, per game, and kind of just doing the dirty work that you expect and they need um, him to do. So we'll see how this team continues to perform. But right now, the Dallas Mavericks are looking pretty good. And we'll see if they can continue looking that good, though, right? That's the, always the question. But on the flip side of that, we've looked at the undefeated teams. Let's look at the teams that have gone winless so far on the NBA season. And there are some surprises here, right? Not too in the middle, not too big of a surprise, but Brooklyn Nets being winless so far, right? They've lost to Cleveland and Dallas so far. Cam Thomas is averaging 33 points per game for them. But this is a team that just has not really caught fire yet, caught wind, right? And so the struggles with them, especially defensively, are a little bit surprising to me. I thought that they would be a better defensive team. They're right now the only winless team in the Eastern Conference on top of that. But then you got to look at Mikel Bridges right now, averaging 19 points per game, five rebounds so far, three, three and a half assists. But again, that's not really what you expected from him coming in. You expect him to maybe take a leap. You got Dinwiddie and Lonnie Walker both averaging 14 points per game. Cam Johnson, he's only played in one game for them so far, but he's aver- he's scored 12 points in that game, so maybe that's going to come around a little bit for them as well. But Cam Thomas, listen, he's balling. That dude can outright score the basketball. But uh, this Brooklyn Nets team has some struggles, right? They have things that we absolutely know that they uh, that they can do better, right, as far as execution-wise. But Cam Thomas efficient, 62% from the field and 33% from three-point range so far. 
But outside of that, it's been some some bad shooting. Mikel, 41%. Spencer Dinwiddie, 45%, right? Lonnie Walker and Cam Johnson, both over 50% from the field overall. This is a team that maybe needs to kind of find their way, find their identity. But I know a lot of people were kind of picking not only Mikel Bridges to be maybe most improved player of the year, but a lot of uh, people were picking this team to make a big push potentially for the playoffs, and we're just not seeing that quite yet with their play. But again, young part of the season, it's overreactions for a reason. And then a team that I won't lie, that I'm I'm, I'm glad to see them, them struggle, mainly because just Dylan Brooks is on the team. The Rockets are 0-3 to start the season so far. They are one of, close to, the worst shooting teams in the NBA. They do not have a 20-point-per-game score yet, right? And so, listen, the, and you know, uh, uh, Dylan Brooks has already become a meme, thanks to Steph Curry. Uh, the Houston Rockets, They've went out, they spent big money on, on Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet, and they have really not paid off anything for that team quite yet, right? Is that going to continue? You hope not. You hope that this team is going to be able to kind of step up and, and, and maybe win some games. They have a lot of young pieces that I actually do like on that team. But when you look at the veterans that you chose to bring in, Dylan Brooks right now averaging 14 points per game, even though he's never been a volume scorer. Uh, the defense, his defensive rating isn't too great either. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Van Vliet also averaging right now 15 points per game also, but not shooting the ball overly effective. He's 37% from the field right now um, overall. So, you know, you, I understand why they went out and brought veterans to that team to help kind of the young people and bring them along. Singoon is really leading that team and scoring at 19.3 uh, points per game so far. But listen, this is probably going to be a long, difficult season for the Rockets and for this next team we're going to talk about, and that is the Portland Trailblazers. Now, we know the Portland Trailblazers were a rebuilding team. They moved on from Dame. That really signified this team was trying to just, you know, they're going to try to bottom out, right, improve their own picks, things like that, build through the draft. They have a young core of players that they're hoping is going to turn into something over time. Right now, Shaden Sharp's leading that team and scoring at 19.3. But then you look at Malcolm Brogdon, 18.7. He's their second leading. And then uh, Anthony Simons with uh, 18 points per game in that. But the biggest thing in this is the struggle so far of Scoot Henderson. Now, again, everybody kind of finds the rhythm. It's a, it's a young season. They've only played three games so far. So in no way am I trying to write the story on Scoot Henderson so far. But it is concerning. 33% overall from the field and 8% from three-point range for Scoot Henderson so far, averaging seven points per game. That's not going to get it. That's not going to cut it, right? And so this is a guy that they were expecting to maybe even be able to win rookie of the year, things like that. Right now, when it comes to Scoot, listen, he's he's going through his NBA growing pains and kind of figuring out the athleticism at that NBA level. But this Portland Trailblazers team, I don't know anybody who really predicted them to win anything right away. Um, and it seems like their tank is probably going to work. They'll probably have another high lottery pick um, this upcoming year as well. And then to finish it off, as far as winless team, the the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, we know that they're missing uh, John Morant for the first basically quarter of the season. Um, and Desmond Bain, who is averaging, he's leading the team in scoring right now. It hasn't been too great in that either as far as, like, the efficiency, right? And that is one of the things sticking out right now is the efficiency. Um, they have one player averaging over 50% uh, percent from the field, and that's Marcus Smart. Uh, uh, Desmond Bain, 42%. Um, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., 45%. They aren't a good three-point shooting team at all right now either, which kind of is, is part of the course for them. Marcus Smart has been solid for them. Basically, everything that they want. Derrick Rose has shown some flashes as well. But this is a team that I didn't expect to start off the season with no wins. I just didn't expect it. Losses to the Pelicans, losses to the Nuggets, losses to the, to the Washington Wizards. So it's definitely some struggles there that they're going through. But the Memphis Grizzlies, we know they got John Morant coming back, who can be an MVP candidate at any time. 
Um, and hopefully this team, you know, they go through these these losses right now to really learn some things about themselves and to become a better team down the stretch. Well, solidly coached team and stuff like that too. So I expect the Memphis Grizzlies to really kind of come out of this um, here in the next week or so. But that's it. So that's the undefeated teams and the winless teams so far on this young NBA season. Let me know down below. What are some of the teams that have surprised you as far as being winless or undefeated so far? Who hasn't surprised you? Who do you think that maybe is overachieving so far but is going to come crashing down very uh, fast? Like I think about the Orlando Magic. Let me know all that down below. But otherwise, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything basketball related. And I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break.